0: Listening to the Geeks Interrupted podcast, you can listen to us live every Monday night from 8 pm Eastern Time on 94.1 FM in Melbourne or via 3wb.org.au. Alternatively, if you've got a smart device, you can download the TuneIn app and search for 3WBC.
1: 94.1 FM.
2: 3WBC. (laughs) Good
3: evening, it's Monday the 25th of November 2013 and welcome to episode 42 of Geeks Interrupted a weekly talk show about geek news, tech, gadgets, pop culture, TV and film, and other random stuff. My name is Andy Bloom, and as always, I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Phil Edwards and Daniel OLIVARIS. On tonight's show, Optus CEO admits customers were milked, has Spotify become the newest tech outfit to join the Billionaires Club, and newly installed NBN boss tells the Senate that households don't have the need for speed. In entertainment news, blur pulls out of the big day out lineup and surviving Monty Python cast members to reunite for a series of live shows we'll have all that and more here on Geeks Interrupted broadcasting and streaming live from the studios of 3WBC 94.1FM you listening to Geeks Interrupted on 3WBC 94.1 FM uh, My name is Andy Bloom And as always I'm joined in the studio By my regular co-hosts Daniel Olivares and Phil Edwards uh, Good evening Dan Hi How are you doing?
4: Good, I was listening to that song Department of Youth By? By
3: Alice Cooper I really should have back announced that song, shouldn't I?
0: No I'm sorry, I failed you no. all You should have good. put your best uh, Cockrock DJ voice on
3: Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> You're listening to 3WBC 94.1 FM, and that was Alice Cooper with the Department of Youth. And if you want to win some cold hard cash... I oh, it's a cans of coke. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go there we go. And the other voice you did hear was uh, Phil Edwards. <clears throat> Good evening, Phil. G'day,
0: Andy, and g'day, Daniel. How are we? Very well, thank you. Thank you for um, doing an excellent show when I wasn't here last week. It was much better than when I am here.
3: As always, uh, we must say thank you again to uh, Robert Amos, who uh, filled in uh, for you last week. Yes. Filled in for Phil. It Uh, It was probably our highest rating episode ever. Most
0: likely, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Indeed. Now, I noticed that you uh, haven't brought in a note from your mother, so would you care to explain your absence?
0: Yeah, I was um, in Sydney last weekend for the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia, or the CBAA annual conference,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and I just made an extra long weekend of it because my wife came up and joined me and we uh, enjoyed the sights of Sydney. Mm, so, nice. uh, I was at that all weekend and I got home, um, we landed about 7 o'clock on Monday night so by the time I got from the airport and what have you I was listening to the show in the car on the way home. Were you able to do
4: some touristy stuff whilst in Sydney or oh, no I didn't have time? It rained the whole time. Oh no.
0: So I was in conference from Friday through to Sunday afternoon uh, and then um, uh, I did go to the Apple store on George Street on Friday after the conference. Of course. And then on the Monday um, I said to my wife that we have to go out to Bondi uh, Junction. She said why and I said well there's I used to live there many years ago, but there's also an Apple store there too, and I hadn't been to the Bondi Apple store. <laughs> hadn't you? No.
3: That's the one that's got the glass uh, ceiling, I and, think. And it's got trees in it. Trees as well, that's right, I do remember that.
0: So yeah, so it's um, my wife has a fascination with going to churches when we're on holiday, and I have a fascination with going to Apple stores.
4: So same, well, same. Pretty much same. the same, yeah.
0: Mm. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I bow down as I enter the, the facility.
3: Mm, mm. No, no doubt we, we'll talk a bit more about off-air about what you learnt from uh, the conference, some very interesting stuff yeah, I'm sure, so, Exactly, but so. all a benefit to 3WBC yeah, and our and listeners.
0: I am the Vice President of the station, so uh, God help us, but um, yeah, <laughs> it was just uh, sort of my, my duty and look at different strategies to improve how we do things.
3: No worries. Well, there, there we anyone.
0: go. Well, we might get
3: uh, into uh, some feedback first. Up, we've got a lot of content for tonight's show. Yes, uh, we had a couple of tweets come in, and uh, the first one uh, came in. Uh, I'm not quite sure how you pronounce uh, Edward's surname. I- Edward Hoon. Hoon uh, uh, Edward
4: Hoon. If we ha- are Hun Hun Hun. Hun? Hun? No, no. If, if we're mispronouncing that, Edward was sorry, but you can uh, tell us, or you can even leave a voicemail, and you can actually tell us what it, what it um,
3: Indeed. how Edward? you pronounce it. Go, Edward, do it. Then uh, what did Edward uh, have to say?
4: Edward sent us a tweet saying, At Geeks on Air, those Snapchat jokes were gold.
0: Did we actually do something funny when I wasn't here?
3: Yes, we did. Uh, we just, was- just because I know Phil's out of the loop on this one, mm-hmm. uh, let's have a listen to part of last week's show. Okay.
4: Uh, let's go to one more news item and then we'll go to a song break. Snapchat rejected $3 billion with a B. Billion dollars buyout offer from Facebook.
3: You know why they didn't uh, take the offer? Why? Well, they only had uh, ten seconds to consider the offer, and then it was gone forever. Uh, I, I just think it's ludicrous to pay uh, uh, three billion dollars for uh, for Snapchat when you can download it from the App Store for free. Thank you. There's another. Thank you. So there we go. They were the jokes that uh, – I'll say jokes in air quotes there. Yeah, I accidentally
4: Quite like them, yeah. though. I accidentally the boo button there. So. Yeah.
3: But do you notice that I recycled them from uh, when uh, – was it Facebook bought Instagram? made the same yeah, thing then. Yeah, you did. So, yeah. It's just so easy. The comment – just writes itself, really.
0: Right. Yeah. They were very good jokes, I have to say. Uh, you want to hear them again? No. no.
3: Okay. We could just do the whole shelf, nothing but uh, those jokes. <laughs> nothing but repeats.
0: Mm.
4: The best of –
3: Indeed. But we did get some other uh, another tweet come in during the week from uh, Apex Twins Twin, I think it is. Yes. And uh, Apex said, uh, nice show, guys. Does that mean Snapchat is worth more than what Microsoft paid for Nokia? Uh, Dan, do you want to pick that one up? Uh, yeah, I responded to
4: this via DM. Gigs on their Twitter, a Twitter Twitter account, and I said, "Um, well, Snapchat is it is it was estimated to be worth three billion dollars, but Microsoft paid seven billion for Nokia, and about eight point five billion for Skype. So yes, it was more than what um Snapchat is worth."
0: The interesting thing about it is that <clears throat> Snapchat they've said it's worth three billion dollars, and what income model do they have?
4: Well, firstly, uh, at the moment, yes, we discussed. Last week it was more of a valuation. So, whatever funds they were getting um, worked out to be three to four billion dollars of mm. the
0: company. So,
3: I mean, look, if you were here last week, Phil, you know, you might have been part of the conversation. Mm. I know. I'm sorry. You you chose not to turn up. You will be sorry.
0: You know where I did go last Monday night, whilst I was on the way home? Where? Gelato Messina. Is that the new ice cream store? Yes. In, is it Lygon Street? Uh, no, uh, Smith Street in Collingwood. Oh, Smith Street. So I was actually listening to the show, eating my peanut butter gelato. Mm-hmm.
2: Peanut, so butter.
4: peanut butter. Peanut butter.
0: Because you know, there's like four of them in Sydney and we didn't go to any of them, so we went to the one in Melbourne on the way home. Oh,
3: okay. Well, what, what's the verdict on that?
0: Uh, excellent. And mm-hmm. it's not expensive either.
3: How much? I, mean- oh,
0: I think I paid like $9 for two. Mm-hmm, which so, is
3: what you pay for ice cream you love. Yeah,
0: but it's a it's a really good quality one, and you had to wait. There was a line of about thirty people at the door too. But I think that's because it's brand new. Oh yeah, it only yeah, opened but... last week. It was a warm night, uh-huh. so
3: yeah. And is this uh, am I correct in saying that that's the store that's got like a billion different flavors
0: on offer? Um, or... I, was, I wouldn't say it's a billion, but it's got a lot. So a million. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, probably yes. Yeah, half a billion. Yeah. Smith Street in, in Collingwood, and I'm, I'm diverging off the geek thing, but it's becoming very good food-wise these days. Is it? So you've got, because we went to Jimmy Grant's for dinner, which is uh George Columbara's Souvlaki shop, mm-hmm. which is very good. And they've also got uh, Gumbo Kitchen, who are the guys, a, a food truck in Melbourne, they do New Orleans style, uh, po Boys and what have you, they've got a shop in uh, on Smith Street. And of course, the famous Huxter Burger is uh, also on Smith Street as well, which uh is is awesome. So, uh, not that they are. Uh, we're not. They don't sponsor the show. We're just saying that there's some great places to go when you're in Smith Street in Collingwood. Mm, indeed. So there you go. I'll shut up now.
3: No worries. Now, uh, recently we installed a new feature on the Geeks Interrupted website, and that yes. allows people to leave uh, a voicemail. Cool. For us, uh, basically record some audio with their uh, computer uh, microphone, and it gets sent through to us uh, like a like a voicemail. Yes. During the week, we had a mystery listener. Okay. Who left a voicemail? Mm-hmm.
5: The opinions expressed on ninety-four point one Community Radio, Three WBC Incorporated, are those of the producers and presenters of the programs broadcast, and not necessarily those of the management and staff of the station.
3: So, like l- look into a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> So we did have a talk off air, me and Dan, uh, sorry, Dan and I, uh, about who that may have been. Uh, we're pointing our finger at uh, Paul from Queensland, but uh, we're not sure. Yeah. So own up or else. it wasn't
0: actually. I thought it was actually you guys that did that. No, no, no. no. Oh wow, <laughs> cool. That's nice. awesome. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. So we don't know who it was, but uh, yeah. thank you. We appreciate it. That's funny. Yeah. Did I actually leave one about a week ago, before last week's show?
4: No. Um. I think we did one a few episodes ago. We, we had the after-hours oh, okay. episode, and we, we tri- tested it out. But I don't think we've had many,
3: <coughs> if at all.
0: Uh, any yeah, so, so go to FM, and you can leave a voicemail for us. Mm-hmm.
3: Indeed. Uh, one final piece of uh, feedback uh, came in. Now, you do recall, I think it was maybe two or three weeks ago, we spoke about Perth and Mm -hmm. they were installing uh, Wi-Fi across the CBD area for people to use. Uh, We asked uh, one of our Perth listeners uh, to try it out and provide uh, some thoughts about uh, her experiences. Well, we received an email from uh, Rebecca this afternoon. Thanks, Rebecca. Uh, She says... Uh the free Wi-Fi in the CBD isn't really citywide. Uh to put it in a Melbourne perspective, and we are broadcasting from Melbourne, uh it's like saying Swanson Street and Burke Street have free Wi-Fi so that covers the whole city. Where it covers is basically the city malls, uh the main through street and major tourist attractions. So if you're from out of town, you'll pretty much get it anywhere you go but if you're someone who lives in Perth, it's far from a broad service. Uh, It's a fairly slow uh, uh, throughput, but the signal strength is good. And uh, she goes on to say that she's been able to use it for social media, download apps, check emails, and so on. Uh, She does say that she's not sure if things like porn are blocked, but uh, she'll give that a shot uh, on uh, next time in the city. That calls for sexy sacks. That's what? Sexy sax. Oh, dear. I was not ready for that. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So she went on to say that she's not sure if it'll
0: work for porn. Can you play the second one again? Um, that first beat, there's something about that first little note that just sort of... Rawr.
2: Yeah, basically. Yeah.
0: There we go. Uh, one
3: well, Before we go on, uh, thank you, Rebecca, for that. Do appreciate it. Um, if we do have any feedback at all uh, to provide, there are multiple ways that you can get in contact with us here at Geeks Interrupted. Uh, we do have a website, which is geeksinterrupted.fm. Uh, you can leave an email uh, through there or even a voicemail. Uh, we also have a uh, Twitter page – sorry, a Twitter feed, I should say. Yes, our username is at Geeks on Air. And we also have a
0: Face Space uh, book thing. Book thing, Jim um, and uh, Jammer or whatever it's called. Uh, yes, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash Geeks Interrupted. Indeed. And we also have a chat room.
3: Uh, We can come and join in the fun as we go live to air from the studios of 3WBC, 94.1 FM. And you can find that at chat.geeksinterrupted.fm or its
0: alternative uh, URL is treelobster.geeksinterrupted.fm
2: Tree Lobster Tree Lobster
0: Tree Lobster (laughs) (laughs) I love the deadpan one at the end, yeah.
3: Tree lobster. Do, do, do. Yeah. Anyway, look, let's get into some uh, local news. What do you say? Why not? Indeed. Okay. Optus CEO admits that the company milked customers. The chief chief executive of Optus has made surprising admissions that the telco overcharged customers for many years, describing the industry behaviour known as bill shock as crap and immoral. So uh, Optus CEO was uh, quoted speaking informally at uh, a recent uh, social gathering, basically admitting that the practice of uh, overbilling customers uh, uh, for going over their caps, for example, uh, as the wrong thing to do, and they've taken steps to correct that with their new, uh, I think they're called yes, plans. Mm. Uh, is it,
4: it would it would have been more? that They would have made highly complicated plans that would have tricked people into not realizing that the activity that we doing on the phones would have
3: meant a higher bill or bill shock as well. Well, over the last four or five years, we've had what's been termed cap plans, and many people have taken those to mean that a cap plan is an upper limit. In reality, what a lot of them are, you pay a fee, we'll say fifty dollars. And that grants you $800 worth of credit. But what people don't realize is once they hit that $800 limit, they get charged on top of their... At metric. that
0: inflated rate.
3: Often at inflated rates. Uh, you also get people who might get a set amount of data, uh, say a gig, and accidentally tether the phone to their laptop, download a torrent or anything like that, and find they get two or $3,000 phone bills for the excess data. Actually, what the uh, uh, the CEO here is saying is that that practice of trapping people is the wrong thing to do. So they've taken steps to uh, correct that. Uh, And we mentioned the New yes plans, which came out a number of months ago, uh, basically to stop people. So they understand that if a customer goes over the limit, they'll be bumped up to the next uh, plan tier. But once they hit the top tier... That's what they'll pay. They'll know that they can't go.
0: But if you get bumped up to the next tier, does the do you stay on that tier the next month or does it reset? I think it resets. Mm. So if you go on a $50 plan, you stay on
3: the $50 plan, but once you use up to a certain amount, it bumps you up. I think you can get bumped three times before you hit the top tier. But then next month, you go back. Right. So... It is still going to be charged more than your initial if you go over, but you know that it's going to be within your means, like up to say twenty or thirty dollars more.
0: Does that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm having a real conscious, crisis of conscience at the moment about mobile plans because I'm with Telstra and I've been happy with their service. I'm not overly happy with the price of their plans. Yes.
4: It is interesting that both Vodafone and Optus recently have been sort of being honest. Because way. they're trying
0: to drag customers back. Yeah,
4: pretty much.
3: Mm. So. But uh, that CEO, I uh, should point out, his name is uh, Mr. Russell. I'm looking for Kevin Russell, Optus CEO. Uh, he says that uh, data breakage and voice breakage is a shocker. Uh, the idea that your kids can do something and you end up with a $500 bill is crap. I think it's a bit immoral. Uh, look, I'll be honest, Optus aren't my favourite carrier, but I think they're doing the right thing there by... Uh, right thing by their customers. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see where Vodafone and
0: uh, Telstra go. Telstra, right. Telstra know that they've got a a country, basically a monopoly on the country market, mm-hmm. and um, as a result, they will uh, <clears throat> they they can sort of keep their prices a bit higher. I know we're in Bendigo yesterday and four G the outskirts of Bendigo, so. Which is pretty good, and I don't know if I'd get that with Optus or Vodafone. Mm,
2: yeah.
0: Well, I certainly wouldn't get it with Vodafone. I can tell you that. Yeah.
3: Oh, it's something good to see from Optus <clears> anyway.
0: Oh, I agree. I agree. It, but but that said, they're still in the market to make money, so it's not going to be all roses and chocolates and, um, you know. I was going to make rainbows. It really, yeah, and all, I going to say something happening. else. Yeah, and and unicorn farts. Yeah.
3: Mm. Yeah. Very true. Anyway, moving on to NBN, uh, the new NBN executive chairman, Ziggy Switkowski, has questioned the need for ordinary households in Australia to have access to 100 megabits a second broadband speeds, uh, telling a Senate estimate session this week that a whole lot of assumptions need to be pushed to their limits to demonstrate how such speeds would be used. So this is the man who, a number of years ago, when he was uh, heading up Telstra, Uh, implemented a 3-gigabyte cap. So already he's only been in the role, uh, what, a month now, I think, and he's already uh, making his presence felt by saying, no, we don't need those speeds.
0: I think that, um, and I'm not defending the comments at all because I still am a believer of a fibre to the premises network, so I have to throw that in there. But uh, I think that he is getting into a market of uh, under-promising and over-delivering rather than an over-promising and under-liver under deliver model that the previous NBN administration had, uh, the um, Turnbull, uh, as the oppos- then opposition communication spokesman, stated that all new premises um, would have fibre to the premises as part of the greenfields legislation that will continue to go through. So they still, they have clearly said that fiber is the better option. They're just looking at the most cost effective way of retrofitting the current network. Um, I have a feeling that it's not going to be as bad as they say it's going to be. Like, as they're talking it all down at the moment, but I think they're, they're trying to hedge their bets and that new premises will get fiber to the, to the premises. They will replace fiber where absolutely needed and they will also, Um, in certain areas, um, push towards VDSL technology. Don't agree with it because I think that a ubiquitous single technology should be used across the entire network Mm, um, where possible because we know that satellite has to be used in certain areas, but that's just the way it is. Well, the
3: the original NBN plan was that everyone gets the same thing and there's no haves and have-nots like we have now pretty much where you you could move to an exchange that doesn't have ADSL2 technology.
0: Yay.
3: I put my hands up in the studio.
0: You, you, you
3: only have uh, cable
0: is that correct no nope. i have uh, i'm on a, um, a a exchange that has what is commonly known as no mdf which is no available floor space for other carriers to oh. put in their adsl2 equipment so as a result any service that i can get from my premises has to be done through telstra equipment so invariably i can't have um I can't have naked DSL and uh, through any other provider, and I usually pay about $20 a month more for an equivalent service at the bare minimum, and that's just for internet, let alone phone line.
3: Mm. Dan, any thoughts on that? Um, uh,
4: well, I, I guess he's not not stating an actual... Well, I mean, uh, a minimum. It's, he's not saying that we're going to reach the 100 megabyte per second... Uh, point But um, I feel like He's more just Following the line That That Malcolm Turnbull Has set For the
3: NBN So What's interesting Is the article Does state that 44% So it's almost Half of NBN users Have elected to Take the 100 megabit a second uh, Tier
0: Yeah so Because There's
3: demand out there For it
0: Well I think Yeah but also If you You've got to look At the cost pricing Structure as well And <clears throat> If if you uh, sorry, I just moved a second there. Try we'll try and put ourselves in an ordinary consumer level, so not a, not a geek level that we tend to be in the studio. And mums and dads, <clears> mums case. and dads. Now you're paying eighty dollars a month for you know a hundred gigabytes of data through Telstra yep. at twenty megabits per second. If you've got ADSL, you're used to be paying. You've used to paid eighty dollars a month for the last five years. So they come along with um with the fiber to the premises model, and they've said, okay, for fifty dollars a month you can have twenty five megabits per second, for um, sixty five dollars a month you can have fifty, and for eighty dollars a month you can have one hundred, and get five hundred gigabytes of data instead of a hundred. Like, oh, cool! It's faster and faster. I get more data and I pay the same price. Yeah. I think that's that's where that. That's why that's coming into that that market and um, and they'll go f- go from there. Telstra would have to be in areas where there's nBN Telstra would have to be bleeding customers because they're offering their standard plans on the MBN not a good move I think they will have to change long term, but that's just the way it, that goes so look <clears throat> I'd be interesting to see how the review the results of the review go. I don't think it's going to be as bad um, as everyone says, but the key to it for me is that they have said if they will rolling out fibre to the node, they will give people the option to have fibre to the premises, and I want to know how much that is actually going to cost me to do that. Mm. That is the key for me.
3: Yeah. I think we're going to have to wait and see what happens with <clears throat> NBN rollout in the future. So.
0: But but the reality of it is is that... and and I know I'm crapping on again, but the reality of it is, regardless of what we prefer to be the technology, the previous government had an NBN rollout that was politically motivated, and also they were doing it at all costs, where what I hope, what I'd like to see is a midpoint. They continue to roll out fibre, but they do so with a renewed focus and a better business plan for getting it out, most cost-effective and... Um, and through the the most efficient way possible. Anyway. Indeed, there we go. Uh,
3: we've got some very Victorian centric news uh, from today. Victorian drivers who reach for their mobile phones while driving face a four hundred and thirty three dollar fine and the loss of four demerit points uh, under tough new laws which have come into effect. Uh, Similarly, younger drivers also face stricter laws, with the ban on learner and first-year licence holders using a handheld or hands-free mobile phone. That's been extended to include uh, motorists in the second, third, and fourth years of probationary licences.
0: Four years of pee plates now.
3: I think it must be so. If you're on a pee plate of any I don't sort, know. maybe we should find someone who's still on their peas, because I mean, we're all old
4: farts here. Yeah, back so,
3: in my day.
4: Yeah, I mean. I know within the last 10 years or so, they've enforced the 140 hours. You, you have to do 140 hours of mm-hmm. of um, driving experience, whereas 10 years ago, you didn't.
3: Yeah, because I, I didn't have that. <laughs> no, I didn't have that either. I, as far as I can recall, I just had a number of lessons with uh, an instructor, and once I felt ready to do the, um, pretty the much. test, that was it?
4: Yeah, pretty Off much. I reckon the last five to 10 years, that's, it, it has changed. Oh, I, yeah. And fought, and fought about it better. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. I think... Having a minimum uh, hours of of actual um, uh, driving lessons does help a lot as well. Um, Things have changed. Um, But my sister at the moment, who's 16, she's on her L's at the moment. So, uh, yes, she'll be looking forward to having pee plates for four
0: years. There you go.
3: Mm. Uh, So basically, these are laws that have really already been in effect. They're just ramping up. They're becoming more stringent. Uh, more enforced, so they say. Um, I can understand the using the mobile phone one. I don't agree with the increase in the penalty though. Uh, I think it's a little bit harsh on the p platers though. Uh, I mean, not every P-plate is good, but not every full-licensed driver is good either. Uh, the
0: worst people I've seen using mobile phones are like full f- and non-P-plate drivers. Mm, yeah, or people named Andy. <coughs> Maybe, maybe. Yeah, but also there'll be. Type of... <laughs> I don't think it's. Andy. I don't think it's Andy's mobile phone that's in his hand. That's, that's the only thing. I do
3: not know driver drive a manual. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake, you people! I mean, you know, officer, I was just getting my foot on the clutch.
0: Ooh, Snapchat.
4: <laughs> Instead of um, I
3: message is I <laughs> He's obviously <laughs> using eye massage. <laughs> I was going to continue with the story, but I think it's a it's a good time to go. For a
0: obviously, obviously, eye massage definitely comes up in blue, <laughs> like blue bubbles in the in the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
3: jeez! You know what? Okay. You are listening to uh, Geeks Interrupted on three WBC ninety four point one FM, and we'll be back after this. WBC 94.1 FM. You are listening to Geeks Interrupted. My name is Andy Bloom. I'm looking over the desk at Phil Edwards. He's got a mouthful of uh, chocolate chip uh, cookie.
0: Mm. You
3: got anything to say there, Phil?
0: Yes, I do. Oh, you
3: swallowed it just in time. Story of your life, Andy. Well, that was totally...
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was totally innocent, that comment. We might jump into some... Uh, Tech news from further afield. Why not? Uh WinApp, who remembers WinApp? I do. I need a reminder.
1: Winap It really whips the llama's ass. One more time. WinApp, Andy. And it really whips the llamas ass. The tree lobster's ass.
3: <laughs> Can you hear the uh the the bleaking? Yeah. Yeah at the end of that? The llama. Sounds like the video snapshots you send us. WinApp, winap. Yeah. Winamp. So, why are we talking about Winamp? Well, uh, the end of an era is here. AOL uh, announced that the music service Winamp is shutting down on December 20, 2013. That's just a little under a month from now. Uh, the move affects its website, which is winamp.com, associated web services, and also its Winamp media players. Uh, another interesting fact Winamp has been around for more than 15 years. Mm-hmm. I think my first MP3 player was uh, Winamp. Uh, uh, yeah, Dan? same, same with me as well.
4: I so think, was,
0: so was mine. Yeah, it was yeah.
3: It, for me. It was just the
4: standard to use. It's, it uh, was to to download and, and use it for your Napster
3: tunes or Audio Galaxy. If any of you guys
4: remember those, so
3: I do remember running it on uh, a box that uh, did not handle playing MP3s very well. And yes, it was terrible. <laughs> it wasn't Winamp's fault. It was mm. just uh, the machine. Very under would but there we go.
0: I find it funny that you had a <clears throat> sorry, a uh, machine that was under spec to play MP3s. This is going back. Oh no, no, yeah. and I had one too. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> it's just you know, like it's you buy a device that's like for five bucks now from the shop that plays MP3s, and exactly. You had a computer running Windows that wasn't spec'd enough to do it.
3: Indeed, I, I actually think it was a it was a three eight six, perhaps. Wow, with uh, maybe a. Uh, couple RAM.
0: maybe more i had a, the first machine that i was using that i think i had mp3s going was a celeron celeron 2 even mhm so yeah. yeah exciting. there we go
3: so yeah um it goes WinApp. Um, any thoughts as to why they may be looking to close it down oh it's yeah, not a money maker pretty much I, i'm if
4: if it's if it earn money by getting people to download it and Um, having add-on downloads with it so if you did try installing it it would have I think RealPlayer will have a little add-on to say hey you can install RealPlayer as well they can um, infect your browsers and all that as well so So who who owns RealPlayer now I presume it will be AOL I'll just double check that but I know I know it had heaps of other add-ons with it but in, in saying that there seems of other competitors now. I mean, the main one would have been iTunes mm-hmm. that would have taken over that um, music player market. But then you have all these niche markets as well that people pay money for, indeed, for music players on on their on their devices, on their computers and whatnot. Yeah, well,
3: from what I am reading here, though, when when it started off, Winamp was purely just uh, an MP three player, but it seems that uh, under AOL's guidance, or maybe even before, it's evolved into something more, more of a service as opposed to just a
0: player. I'm actually surprised that AOL still exists.
3: Mm, uh, I'm, uh, I did read something recently that they are still uh, fairly huge in America. Yep. Uh, a lot
0: they, of these legacy customers. They own in Gadget. Okay. Because yep. obviously for those um, going way back, AOL was a very walled garden approach to the internet, uh, and it was designed primarily for dial-up uh, services, and I think it even predated ubiquitous internet access, to be honest. Uh, they did trial the service in Australia and it didn't work but um, they uh, uh, yeah they they then merged uh, in the 90s with Time Warner and became AOL Time Warner and then Time Warner demerged and got rid of them because they were useless mm. for, for their purposes anyway yeah so um, but yeah I, I'm actually surprised that they're still around but I think they're very much a content company rather than an ISP these days
4: yep. There's... The net income is about one point oh four eight billion
3: dollars. So That's uh, that's actually quite uh quite quite large, yes. I suppose. Um, but mm-hmm. as I said before, I think they're mainly uh targeting legacy customers and those who just just too stupid to move anywhere else, I guess. Or well, they're happy with what they've got. Yep. Mm. Exactly but uh microsoft i believe made a bid uh we mentioned this in the feedback before from Aphex twins twin i think uh microsoft have made a bid for uh Winamp. yeah there's been some rumors that with WinApp being sold
4: off uh the articles that are reporting the, the the news news um uh sites that are reporting on on this uh, claiming that they're selling off um, WinAmp and any associated services, and this includes a service called Shoutcast, mm-hmm. uh, which I would say is a broadcasting platform used for radio and podcasting and whatnot. Um, there were some rumors that, that they were going to sell that off within the next week or so. But the other rumor was that Microsoft is um, plans to buy both WinAmp and um, Shoutcast, mm. which may be interesting
3: if it is true. Indeed. And so that feedback before was about Snapchat, not WinAmp. I do a Yeah, no, that is right. Yeah. Sorry. So uh, I thought I thought Shoutcast was part of the WinAmp package though. Or they too, they are two separate things.
0: Uh, no, well Shoutcast is more of a server. Because there, there's two sides of Shoutcast. You can listen to a Shoutcast stream, but even um, even iTunes can listen to Shoutcast streams. But to serve Shoutcast you have to you need to use like a free version would be Winamp, but um, to, to get data into that server. And that's an, a market that Microsoft probably may want to have a bit of may control get into over it, and might want the IP for it, is probably more the point. <clears throat> Plus, I'm sure that, uh, Winamp has a an hefty database of, um, of users as well that they may want to tap into. Mm. So yeah, I'd say it
3: would purely be to integrate with Windows in some way. And oh,
0: I I think it'll be it'll be similar to the Motorola sale in the sense that Google bought Motorola not so much to buy a hardware business, but the patents that they owned, mm-hmm. um, and the IP that was within that business that they may want to take over and integrate into their products. Mm. So yeah,
3: well, one more time.
1: We're winner. winner. It really whips the llama's ass.
3: Mm. Yeah. Poor llama. Indeed. Uh, Andy,
0: how did you find a llama in long grass? Sorry, what? How did you find a llama in long grass? Very easily. <laughs> yeah, no, that wasn't quite, quite the answer I was looking for. But oh, w- What was the answer? No, what's the joke? How do you find a sheep in long grass? Awesome. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah.
3: Anyway, uh, staying on music services, let's have a look at Spotify. And Spotify had been valued at, I believe, over $4 billion. Is that correct, Dan?
4: Yes. Uh, so what's happened is Spotify uh, has reportedly secured $250 million in new financing, uh, valuing it at more than $4 billion, according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Spotify previously raised $100 million almost exactly a year ago at a $3 billion valuation and i would be It would be safe to say that this is probably their most popular music streaming surface apart from iTunes, of course but um at four billion dollars there's uh, nothing to sneeze at really so
3: no uh so was someone looking at buying them out as well or no the-
4: no no it's it's just more investments that they that, uh, they're getting in, so they, have an, they had an angel investor that um, mm-hmm. put in some money for them, or some money, I think $250 million worth, and doing the sums on that would make Spotify worth $4 billion now.
3: Okay, now I understand that, if I'm correct, you're a big user of Spotify? Yes. You are. Yes. So that allows you to stream music?
4: It allows me to stream music as well. So I, I pay a monthly fee, and that allows me access to, I think it's now up to 20 million songs.
3: Okay, but a lot of those are covers and
4: so No, no, no. A majority of them uh, when I first started using it, a lot of them were covers, but um, most of them now are actual legitimate um, mm-hmm. artists. There's some exceptions because of I don't know, they don't want to be part of Spotify or cuz of other licensing deals with other uh, music services. So with for example, The Beatles of iTunes, there's no Beatles catalog there. Uh, Led Zeppelin isn't on um, Spotify.
3: Okay, so what was your uh, monthly fee? Yeah, $12. $12. Hmm. Okay, obviously you're getting your $12 worth if you're still a subscriber. Definitely. Okay, so does that uh, stream, that $12, what does it get you? Uh get desktop streaming, device yeah, streaming? device streaming,
4: unlimited streaming. Um, it's worth more with Pandora. Pandora is another service that treats it more like a radio, but um, you can only skip so many radio, uh, so many show there's so many music uh, songs that you can't um you can't skip anymore until next hour or so with spotify it doesn't matter you can listen to as many different songs you can play whatever you want and um you can have it you can save it offline use as well on your phone or on your computer too
3: oh fantastic uh so just out of curiosity uh before we move off spotify if you were to listen to it on your device obviously it comes out of your data allowance yes uh,
4: how much data does it use? Not quite sure. Um, yeah, I wouldn't know off the top of my head. Don't, uh, just a tip. If you are a Telstra user. Just a tip. Mm, if you are a Telstra user, you can use, um, they have their own music service. I'm trying to remember. I think it's Mod or Mob. Uh, that actually, um, streams for free on the Telstra okay. network as well. So that's my tip.
3: Hmm. Well, there we go. Well, moving on from uh, Spotify, uh, we'll have a quick look at Raspberry Pi. This is a short one. Uh, that's what she said. Uh, Raspberry Pi have sold 2 million units, which is an impressive uh, impressive feat, if I may say so. Uh, for those of you not aware, Raspberry Pi is a credit card-sized uh, computer. They retail for around $35, and they're designed for the, uh, I suppose you'd call the hobbyist and uh, exploration market, uh, for people to buy one and work out what they can do with it. Uh, so, Phil, have you bought a Raspberry Pi yet?
0: No, I haven't. Um, I've been toying up actually, and I know this is slightly different, but I was toying up with it, buying an Arduino recently. So against you... was toying up with an Arduino, mm-hmm. but uh, I've decided against it because I'm spending too much money on things.
3: <laughs> Indeed. Well, uh, <coughs> Raspberry Pi uh, Group, uh, they were confident that they'd reached their 2 million uh, milestone by February 2014, but it was a bit of a shock uh, to find that they uh, hit that target uh, in the last week of October. So Awesome. There we go. Uh, if you don't have a Raspberry Pi and you're sort of curious to check them out, raspberrypi.org. That's raspberry as in the fruit, and pi pi as in the mathematical number. And just before we do go to our next song break, Phil is going to recite pi to as many numbers
0: as he can. 3.14, blah, 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 blah.
3: Oh, that's
4: spot on.
0: Thank you.
3: Hmm. Well done. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed.
0: I at least know the 3.14 thing.
3: Yeah. You know what I found cute? I saw this on Reddit, that if you write, I think you write 3.14 and mirror it or turn it upside down, it spells pie. That's probably why they um, said it. Mm, I like pie. I don't get it. You don't get anything, do you? No. I mean, that joke that I told you last week, you still... No. You lost me. Mm. It's (sighs) faded away from me. Oh, dear. You know what we might do? We might just split this segment up by having a quick song. Why not?
2: Yeah. Should we we take a vote or just do
3: it? Just do do it. it. Just do it. All right, well, you are listening to... Do
4: it, do
2: it, do it.
3: No, for God's sake, you are listening to Geeks Interrupted on 3WBC, 94.1 FM, and we'll be back with more after this.
2: Stop trying, you know that there's no denying. 94.1
3: BC ninety four point one FM. You are listening to Geeks Interrupted, and that was Within Temptation. What have you done? And that was requested by Aaron in Queensland. Hello, Aaron. Was it by Evanes- Evanescence? Was that the band? No, they were called Within Temptation. God, oh, they sound like Evanescence. Indeed, I actually thought that when I heard the song uh, today. I haven't actually heard of this band before, but uh, we must uh, also say uh, Happy Birthday. To both Erin, uh, I believe it's her birthday at the end of this week, mm. and also happy birthday to her daughter Poppy, who turned two a couple of Hello, days ago. Poppy, so happy birthday, Poppy! I, I, I forgot to get a song ready for oh. for that, but uh, happy birthday, Poppy and Erin. There we go. Uh, if you do have any song requests, we're always happy to cater. Uh, you can get a hold of us on our Twitter feed, which is Dan. Hmm. At Geeks on Air. We also have a Facebook page. F- uh, Facebook.com forward slash Geeks Interrupted. Uh, you could also email or voicemail us via our website, geeksinterrupted.fm. Now let's get back into some more uh, tech news. Uh, a federal jury on Friday, this is coming from America, A federal jury ordered two media companies to pay $1.2 to a freelance photojournalist for their unauthorized use of uh, photographs that he posted to Twitter. Uh, The jury found that uh, AFP and Getty Images willfully violated the Copyright Act when they used photos Daniel Morel took in his native uh, Haiti after the 2010 earthquake. Uh, that killed more than 250,000 people. Morel's lawyer Joseph Bayo said. So basically, I'm not sure if you uh, gents read the article. Uh, AFP and Getty Images basically helped themselves to photos uh, from uh, Morel's Twitter feed. Uh, added them to their Data, They they put it onto their database and database. They just
4: um, plastered Getty Images um, mm-hmm. um, order. Watermark on yeah, it as well. That's and right. Once you do that, you pretty much, that photo can be spread around to any other news uh, news organization mm, and such as the case for, uh, what was the other company? Mm. Getty Images and the Agents mm. Friends.
2: Yes. Pressed.
0: So so basically what they're saying is that um, you haven't, so- well, you don't sign a Creative Commons Release when you sign up for Twitter is basically what it's it's suggesting.
3: That was their argument. Uh, Their defence was that it's on Twitter and the terms and conditions allow uh, anyone to use an image posted on Twitter. But uh, closer investigation of Twitter's terms and conditions Mm. said that uh, that's not the case. You can reuse them not for commercial purposes. You can retweet and so forth but it's not there as a free-for-all for you to so, take so, another, so
0: in other words, if you were to repost a tweet with that image, effectively crediting the original user in its state, mm-hmm. you know, like there have be news articles that will show, a, like a, a capture box that will show a tweet.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's okay, but Getty Images and um, uh, Agency France, France Press, obviously by the sound of it, uploaded that photo as a part of their stock images group. Correct, and
3: that was then uh, distributed across the world. It was used in news programs, reprinted in uh, newspapers, and as if it was one of their own photographs. Right.
0: Um, and I, I think the photographer just took exception to his work being and taken. And because Getty Images and Agent F- agency French, France Press... Would have made money because these news services subscribe to that pur- for that purpose. Correct.
3: I, I've been in this situation myself. <clears throat> uh, I posted a photo on uh, on Twitter about a year ago now, and I was quite surprised uh, four or five days later when uh, there's a Fairfax local paper. I think it's called the Weekly. The photo was republished in that magazine, and I was—I have to be honest—I was pissed off by that. Because had they just asked and said, may we use your photo? I would have said, yeah. And, go for but it.
0: was it done in conjunction with a Twitter comment you'd made or something? No,
3: or? it was just, uh, here's a photo of the incident. It was a uh, police incident, I won't go into details, but it was a police incident which I'd taken a photo of. And uh, it was just, um, the caption was something like, police arrest, such and such. And there was no credit, there was no attribution whatsoever.
0: Was it a photo of your wildlife um, items in the wildlife that you've got? My what? You, you've been sending photos. When of Were they uh, naked pics? And he's been doing some photos on Facebook <laughs> recently of wildlife of your suburb of Werribee. Yes, and he has our trolleys. Uh, trolleys, yeah. which I've been finding quite funny, to be honest.
3: Mm. No, this it was actually a serious photo right. and serious uh, trolley. As I said, had they asked permission, I would have said, "Yeah, yeah. go for it." What got me learning.
0: and they wouldn't have attributed you either.
3: No, there's no. It was just as if they had taken right. the image. Now I wrote a letter to uh, Fairfax about this, and you said, "I love my letter writing." I love my letter writing, and said, "Look, I don't find this acceptable. Um, you've, ta- you've used my work without permission. I would love it if you were to give a $500 donation to a charity in St Kilda. That was where the photo was taken. I forget the charity. I asked, and I was ignored." The Annie Bloom Lovers Society. Annie, family, Annie Bloom Lovers Society. Mm. Mm. But what I didn't realize is that uh, someone that I follow on Twitter who works at Fairfax right, happens to be, I think is the deputy editor of that particular publication. And I, I knew that he worked there, but I didn't know that he was affiliated with this particular um, publication. And uh, I ended up speaking to him about it, and he said, yeah, we got your letter and pretty much laughed at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, no, that's not the way it works. The internet, I mean, it's a bit, okay, double-sided here. You've got precedents now. You could actually sue them. Yeah. I mean, look, I download content off the internet like movies and music, so I really can't talk. But the internet is not a free-for-all for for the media to help themselves
0: and make money off. But but that said, and I'm not suggesting that by downloading, illegally downloading movies or TV is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. But if you... Downloaded that TV show for private use. Yes, you're doing the wrong thing. But to me, that is more acceptable than you downloading a TV show and then putting it onto DVDs and going to Caribbean markets and selling it on a weekend. Really true. Which they don't anymore. So, <laughs> I know. <but> you, I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm leaking. I'm leaking. I'm leaking. I just don't oh. want to sound hypocritical. What? what? No, I know. But-, but you understand. But I agree with what you're saying. And that that effectively, by them using that photo in a commercial publication. Essentially, is do is pirating and reselling software. Exactly. So it, Fairfax, you suck. Indeed. Down to Fairfax, yeah. At least yeah. No, it's not as bad as News Limited. At <laughs> least packer <of> assholes.
3: <laughs> but, but, um, I just, I just don't want to set that precedence where they you just think that they can help themselves. This. Oh, just Andy, Andy
4: comment Andy said the a word. I was quite offended by that. Oh. What, what, what you, what should put
3: that? The, you should play
4: the
0: disclaimer Yeah, play the disclaimer Disclaimer? Oh shit, I've got to get that ready Can you just fill for me for a second? Hi, you are listening to 3WBC and Geeks Interrupted In the studio with us tonight, Daniel Olivares Hi Daniel, how are you going? Hello Phil, how are you? Good, thank you very much I'm doing my Cockroach voice because Andy can't program a CD player properly <laughs> Oh, shut up. The opinions
5: Phil. expressed on 94.1 Community Radio 3 Incorporated Doesn't are count. those of the producers and presenters of the program's broadcast and not necessarily those of the management and staff of the station.
0: When I hear that, I just have images of a white hallway and Darth Vader strolling through. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy's the R2-D2 droid.
3: Oh, shut up. No, he's more C 3PO. Uh, they're true. true. Yeah.
0: I hate you both. But, yeah,
3: uh, I forget the original story. Jabber- right. We're talking I'm obviously Jabba the
0: hut, then, you know.
3: But this bloke has got uh, $1.2 million. And uh, from what I understand, the judge in the case was actually very harsh uh, on both AFP and Getty Images and said, you know, this is not the way things work. Yes. You know, there's, a, there's a right way and there's a wrong way. And now you're paying the price. But what's interesting is they initially offered, I think it was 10%, uh, $120,000, and the court uh, upped it to $1.2. Wow. So there we go. We are about to go to uh, a fat break before yeah. we do. Uh, one more story. And a switch to ebooks was an unmitigated disaster says a school principal. Mm. So a principal has called the move to switch students from uh, dead tree books to tablets, an unmitigated disaster, and has ordered new books for first-year classes. Uh, The book-to-e-book move was deemed a disaster following major technical issues with the majority of HP Elite Pad Uh, devices. HP. So, uh, reading this article... The move in and of itself, going from uh, paper books to ebooks wasn't the problem. I think it was more the choice of hardware that they chose. Uh, they went with H.P. Uh, Hewlett-Packard devices, and ever since their introduction, they've had issues, they've had technical failures, uh, books aren't loading, wrong content, things like that. They're almost at the point now where they're going to be scrapping that program and just going back to uh, traditional methods.
0: So, your thoughts there, gents? Um, The question is uh, let's have a look. So, number one, the Elite Pads run Windows 8, so I'm assuming they're an RT machine. Oh, no idea. I'm I'm trying to to find them on the HP website. To be honest, I would not buy a Windows RT device. That's just plain, that's it, simple. Plain and simple, I think Windows RT is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. They would have been much better off buying uh, an Apple iPad. But and for fair and and um, uh, consistency, we'll say that they should have also considered um, Android based tablets as well.
4: No, not really. I would have thought I would still be on the side of saying get in an Apple. I don't know iPad that, but, well. but what
0: I'm saying, I think if you're going to, but the point is, if you're running a device that is a touch base, you are better off running a device that has specifically designed for touch. And I don't think we know really.
4: I would, I would side on this. I would side with the Android um, option more of a cost basis. You can get a cheap Android tablet that can have applications that you can, um, you know, read uh, whatever books that that they have electronically. Mm. Um, the Apple iPad, even though it's expensive, you do have more bank for your buck for yeah. that as well. B- uh, purchasing a HP tablet that runs Windows, Windows 8, which is still having a few bugs and not even fully supported by a lot of apps...
0: Um and that's Windows mean, 8 it? RT West. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, they also said in the article the memory of the HP device is 64 gigabytes. It far exceeds other tablets' memory capacity. Yeah, because ebooks are huge. Yeah, and also the iPad since 2010 has always been available in a 64 gig model. And now they're and, in 128. Yeah. Aren't they? So yeah. in other words, you're an idiot, and whoever was paid to do quote, a year and a half's worth of research was put into choosing the right device for us should be sacked.
3: Yeah. Well, they reckon they paid uh, fi- the equivalent, I'm not sure of the figures here, but it says in the article, it's a European article, uh, 550 euro uh, for each uh, device. So they're in, they're in Ireland, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure of this particular school, I think it's an American school, um, but the article's from Ireland. Um, just having a look here. Uh, so the students or the families of the students had to pay the cost of the device. Uh, they did have the option to pay in installments, but the move back yeah, to so traditional- e-
4: Each family had to pay €550 Euro mm. for
0: each one. So, so no, the, it was in Ireland? It was in Ireland. Yeah, so an iPad in Ireland. Let's have a look.
3: Um, While you're looking that up uh, they are when they are moving back to the traditional books uh, that's going to be borne by the cost uh, the, the school will be covering those costs so parents won't be disadvantaged uh, by that uh, Phil
0: you've got those figures there yeah if you bought you could buy a 32 gigabyte iPad air for Wi-Fi only for 579 euro. And I'm sure that Apple would probably give a discount for a bulk purchase. Uh, and educational purchase educational
3: well. So what So I think educational is 10% off. Yep. So they would have,
0: yeah. If you bought an iPad 2 in Wi-Fi, 16 gig, you'd pay €389. Euro.
3: That's all they probably need anyway. Yep. Mm, I think they've been well and truly shafted. Anyway, well, look, yeah, speaking of opinion. getting shafted, think. it's probably time for us to go to our fat break. Yay, let's Yay. do it. Indeed, if you're not familiar with our famous fat breaks, this is uh, FAP stands for uh, food and pee. Will we oh, get pizza. something to eat and have a have a wee? Food and pizza. Yes.
0: Because <laughs> pizza's not a food. Exactly, it's its own That's special. One of the major area. five food groups, isn't it? Um, pizza,
3: cheeseburgers, chocolate, coke, and meth. Yeah, meth.
4: Did you say meth? Yeah, he said meth. All right. Anyway, we don't condone
3: taking drugs. Anyway, do it. you are yeah. listening to Geeks Interrupted. We'll be back after
0: this. <laughs>
1: FM, 3WBC. Four point one. It's a good-looking kick. Of Birth of the Enzacly. Free
5: wbc invites you to join our community radio family. You can learn new skills as a presenter, producer, or administrator, or perhaps you'd prefer to enjoy the social aspects. Memberships are also available for families and corporations. You can become part of a powerful local voice. For more information, go to www.3wbc.org.au and click on the membership link or call us during business hours on 9285-4846. 3WBC 94.1, the voice of the Inner East.
3: Geeks Interrupted on 3WBC 94.1 FM. My name is Andy Bloom, your host for this evening, and as always, joined by my regular co-host, Phil Edwards and Daniel Olivares. Thanks. Oh, hi. And that was our uh, famous FAP break. Uh, first up, we had uh, uh, Basement Jacks with Where's Your Head At? And after that, we had uh, uh, Marvel's 3 Radio Tokyo. Great break, I have Thank to say. You. Thank you. You spent all of it out there having a, a phone conversation. Sorry. So, okay. well, I, wasn't I was actually break. listening,
0: though, outside mm. on the speaker. What,
3: that's what FAP stands for, food and phone. Yes. So there we go. No
0: pizza, unfortunately. No, not tonight. Indeed.
3: Um, let's move into some Apple news. Why not? Why not? Let's Indeed. do it. Uh, now, this probably applies more to uh, American customers than uh uh, Australian but Apple will now pay for water damaged iPhones or iPads. And I think this also extends to uh, uh MacBooks and iMacs as well. So what they've done uh they run a, through a third party a trade-in program. Where you go to Apple's website and you give them a fill in a quick questionnaire, what sort of model uh, do you have, what condition is it in, uh damage and so forth. They give you a quote for a trade-in. Uh, You send in the device, and you receive uh, iTunes uh, gift cards as a trade-in. Awesome. Now, this has been extended to include water-damaged devices, and I believe even if a device is beyond repair, you still will get something for your device.
0: Very interesting. Now, will they? Um, they, they they're have- sort of doing that already, anyway, in mm-hmm. in a weird way. Because if you water damage your v- device, you can buy a discounted replacement.
3: Uh, that goes to the Genius Bar. Yes, uh, this is just more uh, independent. Oh, that. okay. You can just go to their website. Uh, so this is for any, uh, say, we'll just focus on iPhones and iPads. It even goes back, I believe, to original uh, devices. Mm-hmm. I, it. it uh, I, I guess. I guess the. Um
4: Probably we don't have uh, – yeah, as you mentioned, we don't have the service available in Australia. What we do have in Australia is a lot of um, third parties that will purchase whatever <clears throat> devices you have. There's yeah. a service called ReGadget that you can actually sell products to that um they'll pay money for, and then they, they earn a profit by selling that money, on selling that whatever device you sold them on to eBay and whatnot as well. Uh, the comparison here on the CNET article was – Uh, For example, a 32-gig Verizon iPhone 5 with no water damage would earn you a $265 gift card. Water damage brings the price down to $235, which isn't too bad. Mm. Uh, A 16-gig iPad 2 that's still dry would score $126. Uh, Once affected
3: by water, it's worth only $96 to Apple. Uh, I sort of get the uh, feeling here that with a lot of water-damaged phones... All devices, once they're water damaged, very little can be salvaged. There's not much that could be The screen might be salvageable, the heart, the, the case itself. Beyond that, there's probably not much they can do. But what I'm thinking is this is probably to arrest uh, churns to Android. I would think that'd be yes, right. So yes, because say, they now
4: have a several hundred dollar iTunes card, which they can't use anywhere else on the Android platform, so they'd have to use it somewhere. Hmm. On but Apples. you get
3: two hundred and fifty bucks off your new iPhone. That's true. So, you know, it, it's possibly one reason for it. Yeah, uh, I, ju- I just find it interesting that they are including the water damage models, but probably for that reason we said before.
0: I think you'd be a hundred percent correct there. Yeah,
3: and uh, be honest, Apple's got so much money. I don't think they really care. They'd rather retain the customer at all costs.
0: Well, and the reality is that they make they they're prop they're obviously. I think when they started up doing things like the App Store, their intent of taking their 25% cut was to uh, cover the costs of hosting the app and the mm. advertising and things like that, whereas I think they're actually making a substantial amount out of it. So uh, that's an ongoing... In, in effect, it's like a console. You pay 400 bucks for a console that costs $600 to produce, but it's the ongoing cost of you buying games is where they...
4: got buying games you know. and having membership.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Mm
3: iWork for both uh, iOS and Mac have been updated. Uh, now, if you recall, when iOS 7 was released back in October, uh, new versions of their iWork suite, that's Pages, Numbers and Keynote, uh, received updates, and uh, that also transitioned uh, into Mavericks as well. Uh, a lot of people were very unhappy with the new updates. They feel that it was a dumbed-down version uh, of the existing releases. Uh, Apple did come out uh, not long after promising to restore many of the features that had been removed within six months and these updates that were pushed out the other day uh, appear to be making good on those promises, at least in part, where some new features uh, and existing features are being returned. So I don't know if either of you two are a big user of uh, any of these three No, I I don't use iWork. The
4: last time I did use iWork was a few... Years ago, when I was working for a um, a company data uh, I was uh, creating the newsletter, and I was iWork was kind of a cheap uh, sort of iDesign Adobe iDesign yep. um, program, and it would made a, it was much easier and um, better to use to create a newsletter than yeah. something like Microsoft Word. So, but that's probably the last time I used it.
0: Yeah, I use Keynote um, for about once or twice a year. I use Keynote for uh, I host some trivia nights for charity. Mm-hmm. and um, I will use Keynote for my visual tools in that. So uh, new transitions always make things look sparklier.
3: Mm. Okay, because one thing uh, I was quite surprised at, uh, part of the new part of... Uh, so I'll start that again. Uh, some of the new features in uh, the iWork suite is their uh, online usability uh, through iCloud. And I was working on a document for school and I needed uh, one of the uh, classmates who's working as a group, group assignment. I needed him to include some content in that. But he's not an Apple. user. he's uh, strictly Windows and Android. We'll forgive him for that, but uh, we can move on from there. Um, you can share documents and collaborate much like we do with our show notes here on Geeks Interrupted with Google Docs. He tried to edit the document in Internet Explorer. Yeah, kept crashing on him. Mm. So we tried it again in I think it was Firefox, and just wouldn't work. So um, I don't know if there's some sort of incompatibility there. I don't know. Um, so and then we just gave up, and he just used the text editor and emailed me the document.
2: Mm, but, shame. Yeah.
3: but to be fair, I, I do believe it's still in beta that mm. part, that component,
4: and and this is still free as well. Like these these apps, are either you can get them for free or you can. an update. A free update as well, but um, uh, look. the uh, it, Good news in a sense is Apple have said they they are going to improve its features as well. I guess the the bad news then you're going to have to put up with um, uh, these limitations and may have to look into alternatives at the moment. So you do have your Microsoft Office Suite, your Google Docs, etc.
3: Good, okay. very interesting. Very true. Now we spoke about uh, trade-ins with yes. Apple a moment ago. We, sp- we mentioned the, uh, uh, Genius Bar. Well, the Genius Bar reservation page uh, is now suggesting online support solutions for quick troubleshooting. Uh, Apple offers free services at the Apple Store that we know. Uh, free technical support and free workshops to help customers learn more about using their Apple devices. Uh, several months ago, Apple made changes uh, to the process of signing up for Genius Bar Reservations, uh, where they now require uh, an Apple ID and login to do that. Uh, but uh, several days ago, they updated their reservation uh, workflow. Before signing in, consumers are now presented with a new page that highlights uh, various online support tools that Apple offers. Uh, so if desired, users can continue with their initial plan of uh, making the appointment at the Genius Bar, or they can save a trip to the store by working with an Apple Care representative online. So this is pushing their online support service. In other words, the Genius Bars are getting hammered. Yes, it is. And from what I've seen when I've been in there, some of the reasons that people go in for does not require a Genius Bar appointment. Such as? Uh, I'll give you an example. I was speaking to someone, a work colleague, uh, who was having trouble using her iphone she's never had a smartphone before and mm. uh, she came from a nokia something a 5110 it was old ancient to uh, an iphone and she thought that genius bar was a way to go in and get support not technical assistance but support like advice on how to
0: navigate around the handset and use it did she, first question was, did she buy her phone from an Apple store or did she get it from her telco? A telco. Telco.
3: I mean, I, I know damn well that they have um, workshops there. Let like we just yeah. mentioned that. So I pointed her in the right direction, but she would have wasted her time by making the appointment at Genius Bar only to be told, no, that's not what we do here. I mean, they would have been very diplomatic about it.
0: I think they would have helped her a little bit, but they would have limited it. They would have. They would have pointed her in the direction of the
3: workshops and said, make an appointment with them come in and see us. So how did she react to that? Uh, she took it quite well, but she's just very confused. She's not very technological, uh, technologically minded, I should say. Yeah. And I think the only reason she got the iPhone was because um, uh, because the phone died. So
4: it's
3: time uh, to upgrade.
4: I chucked in a link. I did re- recall there was... Um, an article from gizmodo recently it was uh three apple geniuses shared their best retail horror tales mm. and it was one that i kind of like as well and um i'll try to be quick with this but uh, a customer came up to me and put a macbook an ipod and a usb cable on the table i need your help he said sure i said how can i help you i was copying a song from my computer to my ipod okay but it never got there Uh, do you want to try it again? No, I can't because the song's not on the computer anymore. And it's also not on the iPod. He hands me the USB cable and says, it must be stuck in here. Can you get it out for me? Yeah, people are stupid. People are dumb. They
0: are. One thing that I will say about these type of services is my theory in life is for these type of service industries is to be brutally honest. So, to be what, sorry, to brutally be... honest. So mm-hmm. go if you, if you don't know, just say I don't know what I'm doing. You know, don't try and make stuff up. Or well,
3: I think you had a scenario where you
0: water damaged your yep. handset, and yep. you were totally upfront and honest, absolutely, and you walked away with a new phone for free, for free. And I know, I know that's not going to happen every time, and I yeah. lucked out, but I was prepared to pay. Um, but you know, my other theory, and and my wife, I think, proved this the other day as well that. Whenever I go on flights, um, I actually like sitting... A lot of people don't like sitting down the back row of a plane. I love sitting at the back row of a plane, um, particularly if the hosties are situated at the back. And I will always go out of my way, particularly on long-haul flights, to actually talk to them, be nice to them, you know, do mm. that sort of thing. Because I've had a number of situations where, uh, for example, I had it was a flight in um, in the UK going to Paris and... Uh, I had the whole back row to myself and the hostie sat down uh, in the normal seat for the takeoff instead of the crappy seat that they mm. have. And I was talking to him about stuff and being really cool. And when he bought drinks around, he just gave me heaps of drinks and all this sort of stuff. And it works when you do that sort of thing. Like you make jokes with them. You don't, you know, if they come over, if you want a drink, they come over and you go, oh, can I please have a drink? Oh, sorry to bother you, but can I do this? Mm-hmm. And they're awesome, whereas if you go, oh, I want diss you bastard type thing, they'll hate you for it. And the same goes with genius bars and all that sort of thing. Exactly. You show some respect for what they're doing. you be nice to them. You try and build up a rapport and you will get looked after. Indeed. And, look, that's to say that Apple will look after their customers no matter what.
3: But these people are human beings. Absolutely. No need to be rude for the sake of being rude for a start. No. But, as you said, be honest, be polite they will do the right thing by you, and it goes for any retail but, position.
0: And a perfect, a perfect example is my wife's cousin dropped her phone in the toilet, mm-hmm. and she took it in. Goes, to, you know, dried it out. Took it in, oh, it's not working. And of course, they check the water sensors and all that sort of stuff. And went, "No, you got to pay for your phone." Just be honest about it. Just say what exactly what happened. Show some remorse, mm-hmm. and they'll look after you. Exactly. Yeah, cry a bit as well. So mm-hmm. you know, fake some tears. You know, say that, if you're a female and you've got a male genius, boob it up a bit. Exactly, show a bit yeah. of tit.
3: Mm. Or if you're a male. You know,
4: well, I something.
0: could show a bit of tit too. Yeah. Indeed. But in all seriousness,
3: <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We really need to get this soundboard. <laughs> Indeed. We were Indeed. discussing off air before that we could get a soundboard where we could have individual buttons that trigger off these sort of noises so that we could just set it off anytime we like. I reckon it'd be cool. Uh, for you, maybe. Mm-hmm. Not for the host. No, no
4: God, no. 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 it
3: like, what are all these random noises? Yeah, but in all seriousness, what I found from experience uh, going to the Genius Bar, I always booked the last available appointment on the, uh, like, 9 o'clock or 8.50. Yeah. Because they want to get out of there. They want to go home. And they'll just do anything to get you out the door quickly.
4: Oh, so you annoy them by delaying them with well, your...
3: No, I, I had a situation issues. where uh, I had a uh, iPad where, you know, the little SIM removal tool? It's like yes. a little um, paper clip. Yeah. That snapped off in oh, the um, in okay. that little That's not good. In the actual hole. little Was it an iPad.
0: iPhone 3 around that era? No, no it was, was an iPad. iPad. An iPad. iPad. So, so it was uh, a liquid metal one that snapped? No,
3: no, no. It's an older one, I think. You had an iPad 2, wasn't <laughs> it? Mean, I can't remember what it was. It was an iPad 2. The point is it snapped. Anyway, Phil, sorry. So I, I took it in and I was the last appointment for the night and said, this is what happened. He looked at it and said, we've never had this before. I don't know what to do. Let me go talk with the people at the back. And he was genuinely perplexed. He come back out and said, look, this is not something we cover. It's physical damage. But he said, I want to get out of here. I want to go home. Here's a new iPad. Sign this. Have a good night.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Right.
3: All right. And to be fair, they probably would have swapped it over, no matter what. Did you,
0: did you have a SIM card in it, though? Yeah,
3: that's what I, I So you tra- had to go
0: and get a new SIM card?
3: Uh, he, they managed to get it out eventually. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know what they did. They must have a little tool or something. Because
0: the one thing I do have an issue with Apple devices is that they print the bloody serial number or something on the SIM card. They do. They do. I did, yeah. Mm. I, Why would you do that?
4: Mm. I don't know. But anyway, that's, that's Andy's just
3: a tip. Indeed, Feet, just tip, just but you know what we should do. We need to move on to the next Apple news item because we're
0: actually running out of bit of time. We spent so much time talking about geniuses. Can I give one more final tip on the Genius Bar thing? They also the keep. Tip. They usually try and keep one or two appointments open at the start of the day as well. So if you can't get in online, rock up at the store as soon as it opens, and you'll often get into the Genius Bar straight Indeed. away. Indeed, and if they do, if they do say to you, "We can't help you.
3: We're full," don't crack the shits. It's not no, going to do anything exactly. for you. Okay. Uh Apple uh, co-developed a next-generation hearing aid device, which is coming to the market in Pardon? the first quarter of 2014. Pardon? What? Sorry? Huh? So, did you say something, Dan? No. I think. <coughs>
4: Look, who needs this? <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: Huh? <laughs> anyway,
3: <gasps> this is not funny. We're, you're Sorry. mocking
0: the disabled. <laughs> uh, well, we're, we're not the mocking the disabled. We're mocking Andy. Indeed, because I <laughs> do have hearing problems, he- and hearing I do wear hearing aids.
3: Uh, this article from Patently Apple says that this was the year that Apple put a lot of energy into developing technology to advance hearing aids in connection to the iPhone. Uh, Apple's first patent application surfaced at the U.S. patent office in February, and their most recent application came to light last month. Uh, their work was obviously more aggressive than first thought, and they tell us that Apple approached all hearing aid companies to introduce their ideas and technology and produce a next-generation product. Uh, sorry, I'll start that again. And a next-generation product from Denmark's GN store Nord is now only months away from being the first to tap into technology that will work in conjunction with Apple's iPhone. Now, uh, hearing aids have become more advanced over the years. Uh We already have Bluetooth uh, hearing aids. Unfortunately, I don't have one. I've got a standard one. But what a Bluetooth uh, uh, hearing aid will do will allow you to stream music from a device directly to your hearing aid. So it might be a music device. It could be an amplifier at home. A movie that you're watching could be a hands-free kit in your car. But I think what this is doing is taking it to the next level and allowing it to connect directly directly with your iPhone cool. So you'll be able to take a call And that audio will go straight There'll be microphone in the hearing aid as well Which will Yeah, you just seem like you're talking to yourself You realise well. you're
0: going to get probably sent to a mental institution Or something like that Because you'll be just walking around going Yeah, sure, yeah And you'll be just tapping your ear like No, sell those yeah. sell, sell shares Sell, and, sell, sell Exactly But uh, look, putting all jokes aside no, this, no. this is a wonderful thing No, no, I actually think it's a
1: fantastic
3: it is. idea It's a I wonderful just... thing Apple's doing because uh, one of the most frustrating things for me is I have a lot of difficulty having telephone conversations. Now, if I have to call, say, Telstra, I always schedule my calls uh, if I have to call them during the day so I'm more likely to get an Australian. And it's not a racial thing. It's just that I have enough trouble conversing with a person with an Australian accent. Yep. You get a Filipino or an Indian or anyone with an accent and I just can't do it just don't understand what they're saying racist. and racist. can't communicate to them
0: <laughs> that Totes. i can't understand <laughs> no and, and all seriousness I, mm. I understand what you're saying because um i think it's a good idea and the whole bluetooth thing as much as you know i'm making jokes about it i think it's actually a positive a yeah. positive thing mm. and uh, i mean advances- in fact in fact i'm a little jealous if you get one yeah because the thing about like the Bluetooth headsets that they have now—they're very visible. That you've got this big black bit of plastic hanging out yeah. area. But hearing aids are designed to be as invisible as possible. So it's sort of like having like yeah, and integrated look, tech. A,
4: a, looking looking at this uh, painting, it, it does kind of look like a tiny little device inside the ear as well, rather than even 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 with um, standard uh, hearing aids that have the a uh, larger part of the device yeah, behind the, the your ear as well, the, the battery bit. This is all inside as well, so it looks pretty cool.
0: Cool. Mm-hmm. So, we, yeah. we wish we were as cool as you, Andy. What we need to work out to do is, if when Andy gets one, hack his Bluetooth. Yeah, and just play he, Sexy Sacks. I'll see you in the street and just tap into it and go, Sexy Sacks. Like, no. That would no. be awesome.
3: <laughs> but my, my father's got uh, a model. I don't know what brand it is, but he's got a little remote control. With it, cool, And he can adjust settings with the remote control Based on the environment that he's in So if he's at home listening to his music He likes classical music uh, He's got a pre-program for that But if he goes out to uh, a restaurant with his girlfriend uh, A noisy restaurant or cafe Press a button and it changes the settings To be more appropriate for cool. the environment And mine have that but I've only got two
0: settings But he's got a whole swathe of things cool. Sexy sex settings? I hope so do As you play? press it, you'll go, like, sexy sex setting now. Stop. See? That was well-timed, wasn't oh, it? That was awesome. So there you go. Indeed. <coughs> well, you'd have a cat setting, wouldn't you? I
3: would, yeah. You're disgusting. You know what? Thank you. We're going to go to a song. Cool. And we're going to come back with some entertainment news. Really? Yay. But first, we're going to have a song. Okay. that's more entertaining. Yay. I'm just wondering, because I've got, like, six songs. we well, have only got... You know, a little bit of time. I've got six songs. Yeah. Which, what should I play? All of them. All of them at once? Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be confusing? <laughs> yeah. Um, how about we play something a little bit saucy? Okay. Yeah? Cherry Pie Warrant. Sexy Sex.
1: Oh my oh, god. Oh, I love this. Becky, Becky look, look at her, at her butt. butt. It's it so, so big. big.
4: Let she the ladies like talk.
1: One of those rap guys, girlfriends.
4: You know, I'm gonna twerk who understands those rap guys. Oh, okay. Oh, on. They
2: only talk to her mm-hmm. oh, because she looks like, like a total, total
3: prostitute. prostitute.
2: Okay. I mean, yeah, we'll be her back
3: life. after this. It's it's interrupted.
2: I can't believe it's just so
1: round. It's like out there. I mean gross. Look! She's just so black. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. And when a girl walks in with an itty bitty. In your face, you get sprung. Wanna pull up truck, cause you notice that butt was stuck. Deep in the jeans she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Oh baby, I wanna get whipped up and take your picture. My whole voice trying to warn me, but that butt you got makes me. Ooh, romper smooth skin. You say you wanna get in my bins? Well, use me, use me, cause you ain't that average groupie. I seen her dancing to hell with romance, and she's sweat, wet. Got it going like a turbo vet. I'm tired of magazines. Send flat butts all the thing. hit the average black man and ask him what? She gotta pack much back. So fellas, yeah. fellas, yeah. Your girlfriend got your butt. Tell her yeah. shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake that healthy butt. Baby got bad light. I'm acting like an animal. Now here's my scandal. I want to get you home. And uh, double up. Uh, uh. I ain't talking about Playboy. cause silicone parts are made for toys. I want them real thick and juicy. So find that juicy double. Mix a lot in trouble. Begging for a piece of that bubble. So I'm looking at rock videos not need bimbos walking like hoes you can have them bimbos i'll keep my women like flojo a word to the thick soul sisters i want to get with ya. i won't cuss or hit ya but i gotta be straight when i say i want to till the break of dawn baby got it going on a lot of simps won't like this song because them punks like to hit it and quit it and i'd rather stay and play because i'm long and i'm strong and i'm down to the friction on, so ladies, yeah, ladies, yeah. if you want to roll my Mercedes, yeah. then turn around, stick it out, even white boys got the shout, baby got back, baby got back, yeah baby, when it comes to females, Cosmo ain't got nothing to do with my selection. 36, 24, 36, <laughs> Only if she's five, three. <laughs> so your girlfriend rolls the Honda, playing workout takes by Fonda. But Fonda ain't got a motor in the back of her Honda. My Anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hon. You can do side bends or sit-ups, but please don't lose that butt. Some brothers want to play that hard roll and tell you that the butt ain't gold. So they toss it and leave it, and I pull up quick to retrieve it. So Cosmo says you're fat. Well, I ain't down with that Cause your waist is small and your curves are kicking And I'm thinking about sticking To the beanpole dames in the magazines You ain't it, Miss Thing Give me a sister, I can't resist her Red beans and rice didn't miss her Some knucklehead tried to discs Cause his girls are on my list He had game, but he chose to hit him And I pull up quick to get with him So ladies, if the butt is round And you want a triple X throwdown Dial 1-900-Mix-A-Lot And kick them nasty thoughts Baby got back <laughs>
3: Interrupted on 3WBC 94.1 FM And that was Sir Mix-a-Lot I like big butts
0: And I cannot lie Hi You other <laughs> brothers can't deny When a girl walks in With the itty-bitty waist and a thing In your face you get sprung Boing <laughs> Oh dear mm. You know what We're getting towards the end of the
3: show And I think that means it's time for entertainment Let's do it News, we ready?
2: Yeah Neighbours. How do you guess? You
3: always guess it don't you? First off. These might be Prisoner.
0: Keynotes. <laughs> did you uh, This is Oz.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> supermarket Suite with Vince did he Did he do Supermarket Suite? i have to check that.
3: I okay, thought it was um, Ian Turby. I oh, know it was. Man Man.
0: Does anyone want to have a guess at this? I said Man <laughs> Uh Man. Phil, serious guess? Is it Thomas or is it... Um,
3: Thomas the Tank Engine. Here it is Thomas the Tank Engine. Thomas the Tank. On steroids. Uh, so yeah. Well done. And it's also Neighbours. I knew it. As, as uh, Dan correctly guessed. That don't have in a way. Anyway, let's get into some entertainment news. And I'm going to scroll down to the uh, appropriate section in the show notes. This Once sounds like a- the cover though. Sorry? It sounds like a cover. It's not the original. That I mean. is the original.
4: You sure? Very sure. Should have a mass debate about it.
2: Mm.
3: Anyway, let's get into entertainment news. Monty Python's surviving cast members to reunite for a stage show. Uh, all surviving members of the comedy group. Uh, the only one who's uh, departed is uh, uh, Graham Chapman. He died, if I think, HIV-related yeah. illnesses some years was ago. Was he?
4: Was he? Uh, he was King Arthur
3: in the Holy Grail. He was. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He was. He was openly openly gay and. In the so, movie? I don't
4: remember that. No, I mean in the uh, <laughs> in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: No, there's anything yeah. wrong
4: with that. No, no, of
3: course not, no. We're just no, joking. But uh, they're reuniting for a stage show. Uh, founding member Terry Jones has confirmed, and I believe that those uh, stage shows are kicking off in 2014. Mm. Uh, they also held a Reddit AMA, which is better known as an Ask, ask Me, me anything, anything. Or Ask Us Anything in this case. Uh, Dan, I know you're a bit of a Monty Python fan. No, never heard of them. Oh, really? No. No.
0: One wefa thin mint.
3: Indeed. So <coughs> sorry. Are we excited for re- reunion? Um I'm um, tepid
4: tepid. Um, yeah. Tepid. Um, Cautiously cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a, that's um, a good description. Yeah. Uh, it, um, I am fans of their work. I, I did enjoy the movies, and I have seen a fair few of their episodes mm-hmm. as well, but that was back in the 70s. This is probably what the movies—the last movie was back in 1980-something.
3: I think uh, that was the Holy Grail. Something like that, yeah.
4: So um, whether they can still be relevant and not to be too harsh. That's, well, I that's think they
3: still be relevant because they're still... Um, I mean
4: a lot was probably the r- most recent sort of Monty Python.
3: Yeah, but that was more of a yeah. I think Eric Idle did that alone, I think. Oh, okay. I don't think there was a collaboration. Yeah. Uh, I think this is the first collaboration that they've had yeah. since uh, the 80s or 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, does
4: does a fish called Wanda count as
3: well? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it doesn't count as a
0: Python it no, just no. a Python
4: alone. In yes.
3: Indeed. Uh, <clears throat> I'd be curious to know whether this is going to be new material. Rehashed well, existing, it's, a, it's a
4: stage show. I don't, it's not going to be a, another TV series. So
3: whether it would be new material, most likely it would be new material, but I think... But they did do live at the Hollywood Bowl uh, mm. some years ago, which was nothing more than existing sketches just in a in a live setting. Yeah. It was quite a good uh, performance. So we don't know where this is going to go. I mean, obviously they're a lot older. Uh, some of the... Um, I mean, I do recall them saying that uh, a lot of the roles were very physically demanding. So, yes. Who knows?
0: Um, no, no. Well, when you finish the Monty Python thing, I'll tell you something else. So what? Um... When you finish talking about Monty Python, I've got something interesting for you. Really? Yes. Barely. But I do. Well, is it about
3: one of the cast members? No, no. We were talking about
4: oh. Ben
0: Sorrenti before. I've got the answer to the okay.
3: question. Okay. Well, are we got any other comments on Monty Python? Or we just have to wait and see what comes out?
0: Yeah.
4: Good luck to them. Uh, um, like I said, um, uh, cautious.
0: Cautious. Hmm. No worries. Uh, so, very quickly, um, yeah, we, um, we mentioned Vince Renty. The show that he was the host of was Let's Make a Deal in the early 90s. Never heard of it. Um, yeah, sort of a prices righty sort of thing. But anyway, I found very quickly a website that talked about television in Australia and it had snippets from TV Week in April
2: 19,
0: April 13, 2000, 1991. Mm-hmm. And, um, it had a few things like, uh, uh, Program highlights for this week. Uh, Rick Astley, Jimmy Barnes, Choir Boys, Debbie Byrne and Tommy Emanuel are guest stars in this week's Hey Hey, It's Saturday. Um, Seven presents a two-hour telecast of John Farnham's Chain Reaction concert concert uh, and his simulcast on Triple M. Um the Channel 7 presents the two-hour comedy festival charity gala from Melbourne's Her Majesty's Theatre, featuring Wendy Harmer, Richard Stubbs, Steve Vizard, Gary MacDonald, Barry Humphreys, Mark Mitchell, Ian McFadgen, Marianne Fay and Kim Gingell, with cast members of Fast Forward, The Degeneration, generation and Acropolis Now. And on Thursday, uh, on The Flying Doctors, Nikki and David Rain are involved in A Sensitive Dilemma. Bizarre. Mm. Just the interesting TV stuff from about... 22 years ago. Indeed. Uh, look, we must move on. Anyway, uh, sorry, I, there was a bit of a divergence, so I thought it was quite humorous reading no, that. All good. Uh, pass I can pass huh?
3: all those names. Uh, Blur. Blur, which is a British band, they have cancelled their uh, appearance at Big Day Out in 2014, leaving the promoter devastated and confused. So to go into this a bit more, a big day out music festival investor and promoter has hit back at uh, Britpop band Blur for pulling out of the event with just eight weeks to go, uh, taking to Twitter to express his anger at the shock decision, uh, claiming all everyone here has done is kiss Blur's arse. Uh The band posted a statement on their Facebook page on Sunday confirming the withdrawal and claiming that the organisers have let them down. Now, I'm not really sure who's telling truth and who's telling lies, or it's a bit of a mix and match there. Well, it's a bit of both ways. It's a bit of both. But I think, uh, from what I've read, Blur just didn't find it financially viable and decided not to bother. Um, fans, uh, however, who did buy tickets to the big day out to go see Blur will be receiving refunds upon request as part of the terms and conditions that if any of the headline acts uh, don't appear, are entitled to request a refund. Uh, gentlemen, any thoughts there?
0: Well, I saw um, a comedian on Twitter suggest that uh, they'd be going to the... Uh, that they'd actually instead be paying the Parklife Festival. Sorry, that's a bad bullet joke. I get
3: it. I don't get it. Mm-hmm.
0: But I was too busy. One of their main <laughs> songs was Parklife. Park
4: yeah, 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 I okay.
3: get it. Okay. Well, there was
4: someone else on Twitter that suggested... Put the
0: boo thing on then. Yeah.
4: This is this isn't a boomtish joke, but um, someone on, on Twitter suggested they should get John Farnham to fill in,
0: right? So, right? Yeah,
3: And didn't deserve a boomtish.
0: Well, I thought it was a joke you were making. <clears> right? um, they um, yeah, look at, look, I'm at retweeting it. a joke on air. There's also suggestions that because they hadn't, the promoter hadn't done sideshows for them, that they weren't um, that it wasn't going to be as lucrative as it should have been. So that was part of the reason as well. Oh really? What Are you looking at Daniel? That is
4: uh, one of the new wives of one of the cast members of Monty Python. And that's what. Well, that's what I thought you were talking Police? about. Police? Nope. Hmm.
3: Just very quick, we must push on. Uh, 22nd of November, 1987. Does anyone
0: uh, recognise that date? No. Nah. Something's probably around Kylie Minogue, vintage. Am I about right there? N- it was the uh, infamous Max
3: Headroom incident.
2: Have you heard about
3: that? Uh, Yeah, I have. Go explain it. Uh, What that was was uh, an incident uh, in America where uh, the uh, transmitters of several uh, TV stations were hijacked by a person or persons uh, to this day. is still unknown and broadcast some very odd uh, pictures and uh, vision to the world. Actually interrupted a, I think it was a Doctor Who special. Yeah, it was a Doctor Who one. And uh, basically, it was a lampoon of Max Headroom. Hmm. And there was some fairly graphic imagery. There's some nudity as well. And I think it was on air for quite a number of minutes before they were able to... Uh, master Control could switch over to a different transmitter.
0: Bizarre.
3: What we'll do, we'll put uh, the YouTube link into the show notes and also on our uh, Twitter feed uh, if you want to have a look. It was really, really bizarre. Okay. See
0: well, I'll happened. have to have a look at that when I get home tonight. in privacy of my own room... Very
3: nice. I'm not going to play it. So okay, yeah. indeed, has got naughty words in it. No worries. Now we mentioned uh, Doctor Who this week was Doctor Who's fiftieth anniversary, happy, and the world is tuned happy in. Happy anniversary, Yay. Doctor Who! Uh, hang on, I've actually got a sound effect for that. Let me find it. Say that again.
0: Happy birthday, Doctor Who! Yeah. <laughs> and he gave us the clap.
3: Yeah. Uh, Sexy clap. So the Time Lord can travel through space and time. It's no surprise that last night's 50th anniversary episode of Doctor Who was watched by fans in 94 countries worldwide. Uh, The one-off anniversary episode delved into the origins of the Doctor as Matt Smith travelled back to Elizabethan England to solve a murderous plot with the help of former Time Lord, David Tennant, uh, Jenna Coleman, Billy Piper and John Hurt.
4: So
2: cool. Any,
4: anyone watch it? No. No, I've downloaded it, so I will check it out. Sorry, you purchased
3: I it. purchased it, sorry, by downloading it, and I'll check it out. <laughs> Indeed. So we're not going to give away any spoils because none of us have seen it. No. Yeah. So we've we got Happy Birthday Doctor Who. Yes. Yay. You know what? It's almost time for us to get out of here. It is. Already. Yeah. But before we do, we're going to have a quick song. Okay, let's do it. No worries. Uh, We'll be back uh, to wrap up the show. After this, I'm just looking for the right song. Here it is Geeks Interrupted. It's interrupted on 3WBC 94.1 FM, and that was The Killers with Andy, your star. And they are certainly right. Yeah, you, yeah you're right, it is uh, The Killers. That's why you wanted to play that song. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. Uh, look, it's almost time to get out of here. Uh, Dan, what have you learnt this week? I've learnt that a
4: good TV series to check out is Brooklyn Nine Nine with Ad- Andy Sandberg. Yes, yep. correct. Really funny. Enjoyable. Fantastic.
0: Uh, Phil, what have you learnt this week? Uh, If you're going to buy a car, get the fleet pricing if you can get it. And did you get it? Uh, I will be able to get it. Five grand off. Not bad. Mm. What what sort of model is that? Uh, Hyundai. Hyundai. Fantastic.
3: Uh, Andy, how are you? I'm good. What have you learned this week? Uh, I've learned that uh, there was a scam involving brothels uh, uncovered by one of the private medical insurers where uh, people visiting brothels were claiming those services as remedial massages
0: and Medicare's stamping well, it out. Well, that was because the um, establishment had registered as a provider of remedial massages. Exactly. Massage. So, <clears throat> so thank God I'm not with Medicare A Medibank. Medibank Private, I think, yes. So there we go. You know what?
3: I should
4: speak to my health care. Indeed. Well, you have been listening to another episode of Geeks
0: Interrupted. I need a lot of help with my health care. Oh, God. My back's sore. Imagine every time you withdrew, you had to announce it on Twitter. Indeed. As
3: I said, you have been listening to another episode of Geeks Interrupted on 3WBC 94.1 FM. You can find us and send us questions, feedback and voicemail via our contact page at our website,
0: geeksinterrupted.fm or also on Twitter at geeks on air and on Facebook geeks interrupted sorry facebook.com forward slash geeks interrupted uh, if you are listening to us live on 3wbc stay back and listen to the Indian program
3: it's uh, from 10 o'clock to midnight uh, if you're listening to us via our podcast we'd really appreciate it if you leave us a review on iTunes helps us get noticed in the iTunes podcast store and please tell your friends to check us out uh, thanks for listening and we see you all again next week bye bye Good evening, it's Monday, the 25th of November, 2013, and welcome to episode 42 of Geeks Interrupted. A weekly talk show covering geek... F***ed up already. Good evening, it's Monday, the 25th of November, 2013, and welcome to episode 42 of Geeks Interrupted. A weekly talk show covering geek news, tech, gadgets, pop culture, TV and film, and other random stuff. My name is Andy Bloom, and good evening and well f***ing jesus this is going well
1: hi this is neil butler from radio gaga and if you enjoy the wide variety of programs presented on 94.13 wbc we would like you to become a member Members can support the running of the station by participating in the management committee and working groups, training as presenters and producers, and becoming involved in fundraisers and special events. To find out how to get more out of your community radio station, visit our studio in the Box Hill Town Hall Hub, or call us during business hours on 9285 4846, or visit our website at www.3wbc.org.au and select membership. A new and satisfying interest will be yours when you join the 94.1 3WBC team. We are your community radio station and the voice of the Inner East.